Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, January 29th, Monday, 2024. Stand up for your country. So big announcement at the end of this broadcast. This is not a podcast, by the way. Drives me absolutely nuts. Oh, O'Reilly, you're doing a podcast. No, this is a broadcast. Big staff, worldwide approach. But anyway, big announcement on the new book. Coming out in September, it is not a killing book, but it is relevant to the presidential election. So uh, hang tough. We'll tell you all about that. So uh, looks like that President Biden is in panic mode. I'm going to walk everybody through this. Well, boy, things are folding fast. Okay, that is the subject of this evening's talking points memo. So first up, we have the border bill chaos. And I wrote a column, Sunday column, and I hope you read it. Everybody can read it. Don't have to be a member. Don't have to juggle. Don't have to sing a song. PunchUpBillOReilly.com. Here's the column. Punch it up. You can read it. And the column basically says that nobody knows what's in this border bill. Nobody knows. So why are people favoring and opposing what we don't know? Simple man, simple question. Okay. And of course, ideologues on the left, primarily, because they control the corporate media. Oh, the Republicans don't want to deal at all. Okay, let's see what the deal is, all right? And I pick on Anderson Cooper in the uh, column and Donald Trump. So, equal. Okay, so the border bill. There's Biden huffing and puffing. Ah, shut it down. Don't believe a word of this. Okay, if President Biden had any vision for this country at all, which he does not, 
He would have shut that border down two years ago. He doesn't care about the border. He's been there once. Okay? And all people dying from drug overdoses, Biden couldn't care less. Doesn't care. Doesn't have the capacity to care because he's in the early stages of dementia. All right. So when we get the bill, which should be this week, then I'll analyze it in a fair way. And I'll tell you what I would do if I were in Congress, would I vote for it or not? That's number one. So number two is articles of impeachment against Homeland Security Chief Mayorkas, Alejandro Mayorkas. There he is. Now, he's a guy who said to the nation, hey, board is secure. So as I write in the com, is he a liar? Is he stupid? Is he both? Ooh, I don't know. But I do know that he has no credibility whatsoever. So why, though, would you impeach Alejandro rather than Joe Biden? Because Alejandro takes orders from Biden. He didn't do anything on his own. The reason is that every single House Republican Everyone will vote to impeach Mayorkas. And therefore, the articles of impeachment will advance to the Senate. If you had a Biden impeachment, some Republicans would defect. And because the margin's so close, he probably wouldn't get an advancement to the Senate. Now, we all know, with the Senate controlled by the Democrats, that Alejandro is not going to be convicted. The Democrats will stay together. And there is a, we're going to do this tomorrow because I had to take a deeper look at it. There's a poll that says 55% of American Democrats want an open border. Inconceivable because it's hurting their own families and towns, but that's what the poll says. But I want to take a deeper look at it, so I'll have it tomorrow. Okay, so Alejandro is going to be impeached. That'll happen um, probably... Next week, tomorrow, the impeachment articles will be introduced, and um, that's going to embarrass Biden, obviously. Where do you hear the media backlash on that? It'll be interesting to hear that. Um, back to the uh, back to the solution to the border. So I'm interested in hearing specifics, what would I do to stop the millions of migrants from pouring in here? That's what I'm interested in. Mitt Romney is a Republican senator from Utah. He's not running again because he probably would lose. And he hates Donald Trump. I've been waiting for a solution for Mitt Romney for 10 years. This is all I got. I think, I think the border is a very important issue for Donald Trump, uh, and the fact that he would communicate to uh, Republican senators and Congress people that he doesn't want us to solve the border problem because he wants to blame uh, Biden for it is, uh, is really appalling. I don't think that's what Trump did, okay, but we'll see. And Trump doesn't want to pass a bill that wouldn't stop the problem. <clears throat> Excuse me. But Romney hates Trump, and that's what you get. Now, Biden himself, finally, because the polls say 70 percent, 
the American people feel his border policy is destructive. Finally, Biden, oh, oh, roll the tape. Folks, we're making real progress. One of the most important issues we're facing, security at the border. The first bill I introduced was for a massive change in security at our border. Two months ago, my team began to work with a bipartisan group of senators to put together the toughest, smartest, fairest border security bill in history. The best one the nation's ever seen. Two months ago. Well, what happened to uh, the other 30 months when millions of people bored in here? This is just such a joke. Okay, so we will be fair when that border bill comes out. And to criticize Donald Trump a little bit, he should pull back a little bit on this. You should wait. The bill is soft. If it doesn't solve the problem, then you oppose. Makes sense to you? I hope it does. Um, finally, the Ukraine funding shouldn't be tied into this. These are two separate issues that are both very important to the United States. So we've got to go a little bit longer with Ukraine blunting Putin. If Trump wins, I'm pretty confident that Trump would stop that madness over there. I could be wrong, absolutely. Okay, but we got to, we can't let Putin overrun Ukraine. And it should be separate bills. That's the memo. Okay, uh, President Biden didn't do anything again today. This is Monday. So he doesn't usually do anything Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday, he does something. And he didn't do anything on Friday. That's generally, but there's a schedule. And that's what they put out, by the way. I'm not being a wise guy. The White House puts out his president's schedule, nothing. Okay. Over the weekend, he was in South Carolina um, raising money. You know what he did. And uh, then last week, he was in Wisconsin talking about the infrastructure bill that's helping with a bridge there. Roll the tape on that. And that's on top of another billion dollars to clean up the Great Lakes, which provide drinking water for 20 million people. 20 million people. And by the way, it used to make beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer here in this refinery. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why he's talking about. Any, anybody have any idea what he's talking about? Earth Rider? Is that a brand out there? Brew beer here? I just don't know. So uh, another uh, 20 million people will get water. Apparently they're parched now. They don't have any water. I don't know. I know people in uh, Wisconsin and they have water there. But for some reason that uh, another billion dollars has to go to get more water. Not exactly sure why, but this is the infrastructure bill. Good. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you, 
and will challenge me intellectually. You're not going to find anything like this on the Internet. Subscribe, download now the truth. Uh, Gallup puts out a poll about presidential approval ratings in year three. Okay, after three years are done. I'm going to put them up on a screen on a radio. I'll read them out. Eisenhower had the highest, 72%. George H.W. Bush had 70%, but he lost. He lost it all in the last year. JFK, 62%. Uh, Bush, the younger, 60%. These are job approval ratings. Nixon, 50%. Clinton, 47%. Reagan, 45%. Obama, 45%. Trump, 42%. Biden, 40, 39.8. We're rounding off. Carter, 37.4. So Jimmy Carter was an absolute disaster as a president. I mean, it was, you know, I'm going to give you a little bit of hint that we've been working on all the presidents for the new book. But Biden's going to slip below Carter. Um, And because of all the stuff overseas, um, this is really getting to be a problem. So it all started with the surrender in Afghanistan. Everybody knows that. Remember, it was an excellent mission, by the way. They had an excellent evacuation. The Taliban took over, 17 military people killed at the uh, Kabul airport. But it was excellent. Joe pulled everybody out. Okay, Gave all of the billions of dollars of the military equipment to the Taliban. It was so good, you know. So after that, then every every bad agent in the world started misbehaving because they knew Biden. No idea what he's doing. Um, So over the weekend, um, three military people in a base camp on the border of Jordan and Iraq uh, were killed. And about 35 were wounded by a drone. Drone went in. Boom. What are Americans doing there? This is our headquarters against ISIS. Okay, in Western Iraq, uh, Kurdistan, Jordan, Syria, all in there, we have bases. And then when ISIS pops up, we go get them. And Al-Qaeda too, but Al-Qaeda is primarily in Afghanistan now, thanks to Joe Biden. Um, But that's why they're there. So uh, the Islamic resistance in Iraq, funded by Iran... Says we did it. We killed the Americans. Now, the Islamic resistance in Iraq can't make drones, right? They're not like factories. They got the drones from Iran and the money and the manpower to set the drones up. Okay, so now we have dead Americans. And there's Biden, who has overlooked about 150 previous attacks by this group and others on American soldiers. Biden really done anything. Well, here's what he says now. Go. I had a tough day last night in the Middle East. We lost three brave souls in an attack on one of our base. Yeah. And uh, I asked him to go inside of all three of those small soldiers. Jesus. Okay. Now, Biden is actually smart for not pinpointing how we're going to respond. All right. So you hear, well, you got to bomb Tehran. No, that's not smart. 
We got to assassinate X, Y, and Z. Okay. If you know where X, Y, and Z are, the head of the Revolutionary Guards, the head of the uh, Islamic resistance, you know where they are? Go get them. That's what we wrote about in Killing the Killers. Okay, no problem. But you don't have to broadcast it. However, the world needs to see a response. Now, what is that going to be? I don't know. If I'm president, I ask my national security people, the CIA, the NSA, I'll come in, give me options to punish Iran. I look at the options. What is going to hurt the United States the least? If we kill Iranian civilians, you know there's going to be an uproar. That's going to make it worse. If you target military, you have to do that. Okay, so let's see what the options are. But Biden is smart not to broadcast what they might be. But you got to do something. You got to do it fast. Okay, let's go to Trump. Now, I am not Trump's lawyer, but I am a fair man. And um, this whole thing in New York City against Trump is one of the worst miscarriages of justice I have ever witnessed in this country, not only while I'm alive, but historically as well. This is so bad, I can't even tell you. Okay, so you know that a woman named E. Jean Carroll filed a civil lawsuit against Donald Trump claiming that he raped her in a New York City department store. That's what the woman alleges. She doesn't know what year it happened. Might have happened in 1995, maybe 1996, but she doesn't really know. All right. No eyewitnesses. Nobody saw it. Very crowded department store. Nobody heard her yell. Nobody heard screaming. No security, nothing. Nope, nothing. Okay. Then you say, why didn't she go to the police? File a criminal complaint. If she's raped, you go to the hospital, get a rape kit, all that. No, she said, no, I I don't want to do that. Why? Somebody rapes you, you go to the police. No. No police, no report, nothing. So um, then we have more than a two decades, no, but about 12 years, 19. Let's see, you do the math. 2019, um, she files a civil suit. We're in that proximity. So we're talking more than 20 years. They go to court, civil court. Can't try them criminally because statute of limitations run out. Plus, there's no evidence. Two women say, oh, um, yeah, she told us it happened. E. Jean told us that it would testify in court. That, yeah, she told me it happened. When? Well, I'm not quite sure. They don't really know. They don't write it down and like that. Now, this is called hearsay. So you can, and any lawyer in the country will tell you this, 
you can get people for a variety of things to come into a courtroom, perjure themselves, and say, oh yeah, so-and-so told me it happened. They can do it because they hate the person uh, on trial. They can do it for money. They can do it for a whole bunch of reasons. It's hearsay. It wouldn't even be introduced in a criminal court. Boom, thrown right out. Then they introduce, E. Jean Carroll's attorneys, the Access Hollywood tape where Trump said crude things. That's it. That's all I had. And the jury goes guilty. Okay. The civil jury said O.J. Simpson was not guilty. I'm sorry, the criminal jury said O.J. Simpson was not guilty. So juries can do say whatever they want to say. It's New York City. They don't like Trump. I, if this case, this civil case, were tried pretty much anywhere else outside of California, Illinois, New York, or New England, it never, never would have gone anyway. So Trump is infuriated. He goes out. He says, I don't, I don't know this woman. And he calls her names, and that was stupid. All right? And, and I, mean, I don't know her. I don't know her. So she sues him for defamation. And she wins $83 million. Okay. Now, Trump's not going to have to pay that. It'll be busted down. He'll appeal it a million times. But I want you to know the underpinnings of all this. That our civil justice system is broken in America. Any one of us can be accused by anybody who can come up with two people to say, oh, yeah, Larry did this to me 25 years ago, and uh, Selma told me that it happened, so guilty Larry. It's staggering how dangerous a time we live in because of the corruption of the court system. And they knew this. Manhattan, you bring it there, they hate Trump, not going to get a jury, D.C. the same way. Okay, again, I'm not Trump's attorney, but what I just told you is absolutely 100% true. So put yourself on a jury. You're going to convict a human being of that? Now, they didn't convict Trump of rape, the civil jury. They convicted him of sexual assault. What, what, what you, she says he raped her. Why? You weren't there. You don't know what happened. Nobody knows what happened. So he said, she said. Very disturbing. All right, another disturbing. Fannie Willis, the um, DA in Fulton County, Georgia, Atlanta, going after Trump and 19 others for interfering with the Georgia vote. Fannie hires a boyfriend, all right, who has no experience doing anything uh, to help bring down Trump, convict Trump. All right. Fannie and the boyfriend uh, go all over the place on vacation using state funds paid to the boyfriend by Fannie. So now there is uh, Georgia State Senate voted to improve a uh, to approve an investigation into Fannie. So that's underway. 30 to 19 was the Senate vote. And there is another investigation to impeach Fannie um, by a uh, Charlize Byrd, a Georgia State Republican, in the House. So Fannie's in trouble. And I think this case is going to get thrown out against Trump. 
But I could be wrong on that. So I wanted a guest who really knows everything about it. And joining us now from Washington is Charles Stimson, Senior Legal Fellow for the Heritage Foundation. All right, the setup for Fannie. Did I miss anything? No, you didn't miss anything, Bill. All right, so she hires a boyfriend, pays the boyfriend an astronomical amount of money. Boyfriend's not qualified to do the work. Uh, the thing that I didn't say was that the boyfriend goes to the White House twice on the dime of the Georgia taxpayer. Do you know why he went to the White House? I don't know why he didn't. He went to the White House. And I think there are some other really fundamental and basic problems uh, with what happened. And this has zero to do with the underlying nature of the charges. Um, she got COVID money from the county to clear up the COVID backlog of cases, yet she used that money not to do that, but to hire her lover. Secondly, she needed approval from the county to hire a special prosecutor. She didn't get it, yet she hired her lover. Three, her lover, Nathan Wade, who's never tried a RICO case, so he's not qualified, didn't get sworn in before he indicted everybody. So now you have a civilian indicting people who wasn't even sworn in as a special prosecutor. You know about the amorous uh, activities. Whether the money she paid him, which could be up to a million dollars, was actually used for the travel is somewhat irrelevant because the standard here, Bill, which is you talked about in your setup, is the appearance of impropriety. And here, it stinks to high heaven. And so if she gets kicked off the case by the judge on the 15th of February, which I think she should, if she should, she should recuse herself now, by the way, but if she doesn't do the right thing and the judge recuses her, then it goes to another county in Georgia and they take a fresh look at all the underlying charges and then it's game starts over. Who decides what county? Because there are liberal counties in Georgia, Savannah, and there are conservative counties in Georgia. So who decides that? Well, I'm not a Georgia barred lawyer. I'm only California and Maryland. So I don't know if the judge has discretion to pick the county or whether the state attorney general would then step in and either prosecute or hand it to a county. So I don't know the answer to uh, that. We'll find that out and we'll report on that tomorrow. Um, I think here there is enough for a federal judge to throw this thing out on prosecutorial misconduct. When you weigh the full portion of the evidence that Fannie Willis, the DA, is on the record is saying she wants to get Trump. Okay, it's on the record, all right, that she hires somebody that isn't qualified, as you pointed out, to do whatever her uh, bidding is. And the person, according to the person's wife, that's where we got all the personal information in the divorce proceeding, is running all over the place, Caribbean, California, on the Georgia taxpayer dime with Fannie to have fun. I mean, that in itself is corrupt. She could get charged with that, could she not? So yeah, she could potentially be charged with honest services fraud, which is a federal offense for paying monies to another person using a uh, facility of interstate commerce, usually wiring it or something, uh, and then getting a kickback for it. I don't think a federal judge is gonna step in on this state case to try to remove her. I don't think he has any jurisdiction to do that. But the state judge, the county judge who's holding the hearing, who has all these cases, has a hearing on February 15th. And if she doesn't recuse herself, and any honest person would, given the look, he'll kick her off the case and kick her whole office and Wade off the case. 
then we'll see where the case goes from there. And you think that will happen? You think the judge in Georgia will do that? I can tell in your voice. Yeah, I was a judge. Uh, I mean, I did it for five years. This is not a close case. The appearance of impropriety alone is enough to recuse her. And there's no defense. She doesn't have any defense, not defending herself. Not saying, oh, it didn't happen. I didn't do it. Um, It happened. She did it. Now, let's get to the most serious part of this case. This guy goes up, the boyfriend, to the White House twice and is admitted, goes in. Why? No clue. I mean, he does not have, unless he is there for a a reason completely unrelated to this case, which I highly doubt, uh, then he has no business being at the White House talking with them about anything related to this case because he's supposed to be an independent special prosecutor and there's supposed to be no uh, coordination between the federal government, much less the White House, and a lower level state case based on election fraud. But that kicks it into the federal jurisdiction. It could. It does. Uh, It could. uh, Well, it could, Bill. But I I honestly think that this mess is going to get cleaned up at the state level in terms of the impropriety. Now, with respect to the honest services fraud allegation, which could arise, then the feds would get involved. But we'll see whether uh, this attorney general would ever go after her. Remember, there have been other prosecutors uh, like Fannie Willis uh, who the feds haven't gone after, uh, despite their egregious office uh, misconduct while in office. So I don't have high hopes for Garland going after her. Okay. Um, but I, I think the state of Georgia will. I don't yeah. think they're going to let this sit. Okay, Mr. Simpson, when you get something new, please let us know. We really appreciate it. Um, and thanks for taking the time. Okay, down in Texas, uh, George Soros pumping millions of dollars. Three million to be exact, um, into the Texas Majority PAC, uh, which is run by Beto O'Rourke. You remember Beto, right? Um, and what Soros is trying to do down there is change as many counties as possible to Democrat progressive counties. So it's a lot of money going in there from the Soros crew. Just an update on this guy that, yeah, his son Alexander runs the operation now, but he's still doing this. So you ought to know it, particularly if you live in Texas. Smart life. Now, this is an interesting story. So the National Football League is an enormous um, capitalistic engine. It's by far the most successful uh, United States sporting activity. And the reason is because people bet on the games. And football is a popular sport in this country, but it's primarily betting on the games. Billions and billions of dollars are bet. Now, sports betting is legal in many places, including New York. So yesterday, the Detroit Lions are playing the San Francisco 49ers. Now, you don't care about sports. This Smart Life segment is worth listening to. The Detroit Lions have not been in the Super Bowl ever. They're the only team that has never appeared in it. All right, come back to me. Um, I was rooting for the Lions because I like the underdog. I I wanted them in. And the coach is named Dan Dan Campbell, good coach. Took a franchise that was nowhere, lifted it up to success. So I'm watching the game, and I know a lot about the game. And Campbell 
had two opportunities to kick field goals. Those are three points. Kick it through the uprights. And he didn't take either opportunity. And the Lions blew their huge lead to San Francisco came back. Why didn't Campbell take the field goals? This is now coming into your life because of analytics. So it used to be the football coach coached on emotion and guts. You know, what his internal clock said. No. Now they put everything in a computer. It spits out probabilities. So when I saw the first one, Campbell not go for the field goal, when he was ahead, it was 21 points or 17 points. I said, this is crazy. But he did it because of analytics. Now, as soon as they, did, they didn't get the fourth down and San Francisco, the whole momentum of the game shifted because all the emotion went out of Detroit. Analytics and AI, the thing they can't have ever is emotion. And emotion drives success and failure. You have a negative emotion. But primarily in our competitive society, emotion drives success. And all this analytics and AI stuff strips all the emotion out of decision making. It's like you could have a robot coaching the team. And the robot goes, oh, you know, probability of no, you put the points on the board. Well, I was actually screaming in my lip. I think my neighbors were going to call the cops. Not because I, I wasn't taking it personally. I was going, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he was overwhelmed, Dan Campbell, overwhelmed by the analytics. And people are getting overwhelmed in their own personal lives by this stuff. Do not do that. You've got to make decisions based on being a human being. So I'm sorry for the Detroit Lions. They should be in the Super Bowl. Stan history, January 29th, 2002. All right, George Bush, the younger, gives a State of the Union address. Roll it. North Korea is a regime arming with missiles and weapons of mass destruction while starving its citizens. Iran aggressively pursues these weapons and exports terror, while an unelected few repress the Iranian people's hope for freedom. Iraq continues to flaunt its hostility toward America and to support terror. Okay, Iran, 22 years. Still doing the same thing. North Korea, 22 years. Still doing the same thing. Iraq, it's different because we removed Saddam, but it's still not a great place. Going to remind you. All right, mail segment and the big book announcement on the way. Right back. Go to the mail. Andrea, there are millions of Republicans who will not vote for Trump again. My relatives and I concluded. Plus, Democrats and independents, we have eight months to go. Please, God, Nikki Haley can do it. Nikki Haley is not going to do it. God is not going to intervene. I shouldn't say that. I mean, I don't know what God's plans are, but she can't overcome him. 
So your decision, Andrea, is more the Democratic Party or a guy you don't like who governed efficiently. That's the decision. Mark, hey, Bill, you've probably touched on this, but it deserves revisiting. Another Trump presidency means little unless the House stays Republican and the Senate turns to Republican control. Very true. And that's been ignored. But come the fall, it'll take on more importance. That's very true. Jim Cray, Plano, Texas. Governor Abbott has just as much of a constitutional obligation to secure his state's border as the president does. However, the president is not following the rules. Therefore, Governor Abbott has an obligation to break the rules. Not in the Constitution. And if Governor Abbott does not obey the Supreme Court ruling, they'll put him in jail. You have to obey the Supreme Court, whether you like it or not. That's it. Paul England, Port St. Lucie, Florida. Concerning uh, Trump's potential VP pick, I find Mike Pompeo absent. I find him to be intellectually very capable. He is. But Donald Trump needs a minority or a woman on the second. For obvious reasons. That's what he needs. Pompeo's a brilliant man. Thomas Francis, Marietta, Georgia. Hey, Bill, we're longtime viewers. We moved to Cobb County, Georgia, from California three years ago. We love it. You say Governor Kemp needs to deal with Fannie Willis. Who has the authority to deal with her? She's an elected county attorney general. The governor and the attorney general of uh, Georgia can deal with Fannie Willis. I think the legislature is going to impeach her. But Kemp is strangely silent. I know he doesn't like Trump, but he shouldn't be. Michelle Dunn, Huntington, Connecticut. I've learned the Center for Immigration Studies has reported the U.N. is spending millions to feed, house, and transport immigrants uh, across the U.S.A. Is there any way to publicize this to the American public? The United Nations funds humanitarian organizations. I have reported it repeatedly. Okay? There's no conspiracy. They're not slipping money under the table. They do humanitarian work. Now, some of the humanitarian work is destructive, my opinion. I don't trust the United Nations at all. But there's no conspiracy. Richard Holtberg, St. Cloud, Minnesota. I see the NFL sports pundits on television are now wearing dress shoes instead of tennis shoes. They must have heard you, O'Reilly. They were sitting down yesterday. I couldn't see the shoes. But it looks so stupid for them to wear these $3,000 suits and sneakers. It just looks dumb. Uh, D. Allen, Dallas, Texas. Um, Smart life tip. Okay, we're ready. Audible.com, a listener can choose any author, Bill O'Reilly, Martin Dugard. All of your books pop right up from the no-spin zone to killing the witches. My first book was Those Who Trespass. And they all pop up. Some people don't have time to read, but everybody can listen. It's a good tip. We want wide distribution of the killing series. Okay. Um, We will tell you in a moment about the new book. We have Killing Crazy Horse discounted because we made an amazing buy on it. $12.95. You can get Killing Crazy Horse, one of our best killing books. Uh, You'll like it. 
And then the entire series, all 13 of them, we have that up for sale as well on BillOReilly.com. Word of the day, no tripe. So that sounds like a uh, fish order, right? Seafood order. I'd like the tripe, please. No. Okay. Tripe, T-R-I-P-E. No tripe. When writing to me, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill O'Reilly. Bill at Bill O'Reilly. Boy, oh boy. Bill at Bill O'Reilly. Dot com. <laughs> I don't even know my own list. And we'd like to hear from you. Name in town. Back with this special announcement in a moment. All right, here it is. New book. Cover, please. On the radio, confronting the presidents. No spin assessments from Washington to Biden. Out in September. Every single president, all 45 of them, are analyzed by Martin Dugard and myself. Who was good for the country? Who was bad? Who was screwed up? On and on and on and on. You will learn more in one book, Confronting the Prisoners, than you did in your whole school history career. We take you from Washington, whose mother did not like him, all the way to Biden. Okay? Where do you see this? I'm still writing it. Okay, it it'll, will be done in about a month. It's a bear to write this book. But we have uncovered so much stuff that nobody ever heard of. How did we do it? Private letters written by the presidents themselves. Oh, where do you see them? So... This is going to be a huge book. Obviously, it comes out in September, and everybody's going to vote for president in November. And we're going to deal with Obama and Trump and Biden, Bush the Young, everybody. But the history in this book is so staggering, and it's all compressed. It's a bigger book than the killing books. Killing books are about 300 pages. It's going to be about 400. But I tell you, you're not going to be able to put it down. And it's not boring or like a boom, boom. It's the same style that we're writing it. So I'm very pleased with it so far. Just got to get to the end here. You know, just new stuff comes in every day. And we kind of revise and, and oh, look at this. And, you know, some of these people you never heard of. Millard Fillmore, Chester Arthur. What do you see who they were really as people? Grover Cleveland. Whoa. Okay, and in addition to the presidents, you know. I was just uh, talking about Jimmy Carter. What a disaster. You're not going to believe how chaotic that White House was under him. So, confronting the presidents, no spin assessments from Washington to Biden, out in September. Of course, you can pre-order on BillOReilly.com and get it first. Please with it. You'll like it. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow.